So I'm Mike. I'm Jessica. We're more than us, and tonight we're talking about how we fight. How we fight, <laughs> which is convenient because we may or may not have been having a spirited debate uh, <laughs> just before this started. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about how we fight or how we don't fight. Um, so we might want to go back to the beginning. The beginning. Of, well, where do you want to start? When we first started fighting. Um, let's see, that's before we were married. Yes. Well, we before a, we were married. We had lots of arguments before. Fights. We, were we had fights. Okay, so let's, let's set a timeline here. Back before we were married, back before we were married, we used to fight. Like, it was yelling, screaming. Um, um, it was about threatening to leave. Uh, whenever, you know, I didn't like what he was doing. Um that kind of stuff. Um, it got more interesting um, after we got married. Um, I have, I'm a yeller. Yes. I'm a yeller. He's not a yeller. No. He is a shutter downer. What he is that shuts called? down. Yeah. Shuts down. Shuts down. Yeah. And so that makes me like even more agitated. I'm like, we're going to talk She gets more yelly and I get more quiet. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but in the first few, year, first few years of our marriage, it got so bad. I guess just not the, the fighting, just that we weren't on the same page, that I left. Our I communication moved, was so bad. I moved back in with my parents for six months. And I told them, you want this to work? Then you, you're going to have to start over. And we did. We started dating again and and um, went to some marriage classes and learned how to communicate with each other better. And so then it was, it went into... Our fighting went to there. Didn't really get any better. No, not not really. The communication still was bad. Um, I got, I guess, I guess you could say more violent, but not with Michael, but just like my reactions to things are more violent. I remember volatile, not violent. Volatile. There you go. Because I didn't hit anybody or anything, but I remember one day I was upset because. I want to say it had something to do with washing dishes or something. I don't even remember. <laughs> and um, I walked into the kitchen and picked up the kitchen table, which was full of stuff, books. We just we just got done eating dinner, and Jessica was cleaning up the kitchen. And she kind of not really asked for help, yelled at me that I should be helping. And I had the genius idea of, the comment of, well, aren't you supposed to be doing that? Or isn't that what you're supposed to be doing? Or something along those lines. Yeah. And so then she his threw humor, the bowl. His humor is always interjected. Just the right time. Yeah. So she threw the bowl she had in her hand and then flipped the table over. And I broke had, the bowl. had some choice words <laughs> uh, and told me I could uh, do the dishes if I wanted them cleaned. And she went and locked herself in the bedroom. Yeah. There's a time that I ran him over with the car, with yeah. the truck. My own truck. She ran me over with my own truck. <laughs> so to say that our fighting was volatile, uh, okay, yeah. Okay, the truck incident, here's how it went. <laughs> we were arguing. We were fighting. And um, I was like, I can't do this. I'm leaving. And he's like, he's like, you're not going anywhere. And I'm like, yes, I'm leaving. I'm going to my mom's. So I, I had driven an older car that we had been having problems with. And he was driving a newer truck. I had and, a brand new F-150 and she and, was driving a... 15-year-old, 20-year-old. There's 20-year-old Toyota Avalon. Toyota Avalon. Yeah. And um, so 
So I took the keys to his truck and I, I didn't even grab the keys that I have them on and I got in it and I turned on and I started backing up and as I'm backing up, he has opened the door and tries to like make me stop and I'm like, I'm in reverse. And my foot is she off guns it. the brake. She, I did not gun did. it. No. She did. She if was trying to steal my truck. If I would have gunned it, your leg would have been broken. But I ended up, his, the, he got caught under the door and his foot got cut under the tire and he had a gash. Yeah, so that <laughs> Then I stopped. I cried. I was like, I, we couldn't even remember what we were fighting no. about after that. So it that one was. But then, um, I guess about... Five years, six years into our marriage, I decided that I had had some personal issues I needed to work through. So I started seeing a counselor, which worked out really well for me, just learning how to communicate with other people without getting offended too easily or taking things personal that weren't personal and stuff like that. And then we also started seeing the same counselor for marriage. And and she was um, she did a lot of help for us as far as helping us work through our communication learn to uh, if I get that bad I have to write it down to him because if I yell at him he's not gonna listen and not that I he doesn't know it's want terrible him. when she's like check your email I'm like crap <laughs> but it's not that he doesn't want to listen it's just that it he doesn't do the yelling and, and I'm a yeller and I do not do yelling and uh and you know and so yeah if it gets really bad and I'm just you know, but lately it's gotten to where I've, it's not worth fighting. Things aren't worth fighting over it's anymore. It's been that way for a few years now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, after we had Abigail, it was still, we would still get pretty heated arguments and stuff like that. But now if, so now pretty much what we do, if we fight, it's the, uh, um, if it gets really bad, I, I write it down and then I send it to him and he writes me back and then we kind of. We'll write to each other till we come to a point where we're ready to discuss it without yelling. And that's gotten better. Or shutting down. Yeah. And then, um, if, and so, but most of our little arguments are kind of like how this evening went. Yeah, pretty much. So, right before we started the show, I... It started about an hour before. About, about 8 o'clock, uh, it was time to start getting kids ready for bed. Uh, or getting kids to bed, not really starting to get ready for bed, but getting kids to bed. So I'm kind of washing the kids, kind of not really. They're just playing in the bathtub. I did get Walt to wash Ben tonight, so <laughs> I didn't wash any kids. One kid washed the other kid. It was good. Lazy parenting right here, people. It's yeah. not lazy parenting. That's efficient parenting. <laughs> when you get one kid to wash the other kid, then uh, that's that's good parenting right there. And teaching responsibility, taking care of the next generation. So anyways... <laughs> I get my kids washed up in in bed, and uh, Jess is taking my care kid, of Abigail. My yeah, my kids. I've got yes, I've got Ben and Walt, kid. and you've got Abigail. You got your kid. I've got my kids. I'm taking care of more kids than you are, and I still got it done ben, faster. Ben is super easy. You fix his his milk, give it to him, then you lay him down, and he's done. Except when you're trying to get him out of the bathtub. Oh yeah, he does not like getting out of the bathtub. So, he likes so I've got my kids in bed, and I'm laying on the end of the bed here, and I'm piddling around on Facebook or whatever. And uh, Jess wants to know why I'm not doing anything to be helpful. Uh, I'm like, I just put two kids to bed. What more do you want from me? Put up the cats, turn off lights, shut down the house, you know, get ready for the evening and get ready to have a podcast. Um, he didn't. So 
I'm washing dishes and I ask them to get the kids ready for bed. And of course, Michael does it in his own time. It's not like, okay, and gets up and do it. He's going to have to finish. When do you expect me to do it? After I ask you, like when the period ends in my sentence. So just jump up and do it, drill sergeant? Yeah. <laughs> There's enough stuff that needs to be done around here. But anyway, see, this is what's arcing these days. So I'm washing dishes and I ask him to go get the kids ready, start to get the kids ready for bed. And so he puts the boys in the bath and. And uh, I'm done with that, and so I'm, I get Abigail and get her in the shower in the other bathroom, and, and uh, I get out, and he's laying across the bed on Facebook, and I'm I didn't say nothing to him, I didn't say nothing, did I? Nope. I go and put Abigail to bed. Walt's crying. I go put Walt back in bed. I come back in here. He's still laying across the bed playing on Facebook. There's not a computer set up for a podcast. Not the audio's not been done. He hasn't set up for Facebook Live, and it's eight forty. Five. So my response to him is like, "Honey, I love you, but you know, you really need to be helpful if you want to do this." <laughs> there are cats running around because we put our cats up at night, so they're making all kind of noise. And I'm like, "I need you to do this stuff." And he's like, "Well, what do you need?" I'm like, "Well, you don't have a computer set up, and you." And he's like, so what's our topic tonight? Because <laughs> this is how we can pick our topic tonight. So our arguments have gotten more to the point where I'll speak and hopefully he listens and I'll let it go and see how it goes. If it becomes an issue again, I speak. Hopefully, Eventually it festers and then it comes into the email where, okay, honey, I sent you an email. You need to read it. And then, oh, shit. Oh shit! That's pretty much what it is. But no, I would I would say so. Really, our our arguing has changed a lot over the years, uh, dramatically over the years. Um, but I would say that it was going to the parenting classes, going to the relationship classes, going to seven counselors before we found the right one. Maybe it wasn't seven. seven. It was three or four. I think Heather was the fourth one. Okay. So we went to one counselor that uh, that I would shut down because I'm a shutter downer, uh, and he's like, "Well, you can either talk about it now, or you can be back in my office in a few months when you guys get divorced." <laughs> he was not helpful. No, that guy was a dick. Um, so we um, so we bounced. I didn't go back to him. Uh, mm-hmm. Went to another one that was totally unhelpful. Went to another one that was totally. We went unhelpful. to one that was like supposed to be Christian based and. He was pretty pretty much told me I was a bad stepmom and that he was a bad husband. Yeah. And so we both sucked like, as human beings, which is not true. helpful. No. And then we found Heather, and she she really helped me, and I had been seeing her for almost a year. Yeah. And then we started seeing her together, and 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 she really helped. And I think you even saw her by yourself once or twice. I saw a different counselor a, a couple of times. Yeah. But but um, it you know just being able to communicate. I mean, it's not, I did not grow up in a healthy communication home. There was a lot of yelling and, and not, not anything constructive ever came out of it. Um, there was, and you know, Michael's parents never yelled, apparently. Yeah. Never I, yeah. I was like, my parents don't fight. Like, I don't even know what the heck that looks like. Right? Your mom, your mom tells me stories though of you and your dad having arguments and huh? Yeah. Me and my dad no. had arguments? Her and her. your dad. Oh, sure they did. We just never saw them. Oh, yeah. Like, we never yeah. saw them as kids. Yeah, but 
but yeah, so, so that was just, you know, we didn't, I guess, grow up. I don't know that you would say that was healthy or neither one, of, neither one of us grew up with the healthy example of what yeah. it looks like working out conflict as, as a married couple. Yeah. Um, well, and I grew up too that, you know, if I got in a conflict with my brother or sister, we just yelled at each other until we sh mom came in the room and started yelling at us to shut up. So, I mean, it was never, never, a, we never were taught to sit down and work things out and have a constructive conversation. And um, I don't know how that worked in, in your house when you were little, but yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's one thing that we try to work on with our kids. Is, um, yeah, we would, as the kids, we would just fight until dad would come in and whoop all of our asses and then we'd go about and do what we were doing. Yeah. But I mean, we try to do it a little bit different with our kids, with Abigail and Walt. Ben hasn't really started talking yet, but you know, I'm like, you two come here. I come here. Okay. And then we talk about what happened. We talk about how they could handle it differently. We talk about, you know, if, if it's a heart issue, how God can help with that, you know, and, and it helps with Abigail, she really kind of soaks that in. Walt, well, not so much. He's very hard shell that he has to crack. But, um, yeah, Walt's a shutter downer. He so, wants to hide. So, tips. Do we have any tips then? Yes. So, the things that, from my perspective, what helped us the most was using listening tools, right? Uh, so, we had like a magnet on our fridge. It was like the listening magnet. I don't remember it, but it had like rules for arguing. Uh, and and how to argue? Do you still have it? I am. Is it handy? It um, might be. Give me just a minute while he tells you. Okay. So so we had like the magnet, and whoever was holding the magnet would talk and say their one thing, right? Like if we were having an issue with five different things, we're not talking about the five things. We're talking about the one thing. Uh, and then once you feel like you've explained that one thing from your perspective, you give the magnet to the other person. The other person says, "Hey, this is what I understood you to say." These are the things that you're upset about. This is how it makes you feel. And this is what you want from me to resolve that. Did I hear you correctly? Yes. Okay. So this is what I have to say about that. Instead of bringing up a different topic that I'm angry about now, because she's talked about the one topic she's angry about, and then I'm going to talk about the topic I'm angry about, and then she's going to talk about the other topic she's angry about, and then I'm going to talk about the other topic that I'm angry about, and that's the reason that she shouldn't be angry, because I'm angry about this thing that she did, and now we're fighting. So we, uh, we quit... Uh, using that technique got rid of a lot of the, and that's another thing, and you this, and you that, and I'm sick of picking up your dirty clothes, and I do the dishes for you all the time, and now, you know, what do you, you, you didn't marry your mom, you didn't marry a maid, treat me like a, your wife, not a servant, and so I found it. just go downhill from there. I found it. I don't know if I can probably can't see that. that. It's probably backwards, too. It says the speak, speaker-listener technique, it's from fighting for your marriage. So if you Google fighting for your marriage, you could find this or the speaker listener technique. I'm going to read to you what it says. It says rules for the speaker. Speak for yourself. Don't mind read. Keep statements brief. Don't go on and on and stop to let the listener paraphrase. And then rules for the listener. You're going to paraphrase what you hear. Focus on the speaker's message, but don't rebuke it. And then rules for both. The speaker always has the floor. The speaker keeps the floor while the listener paraphrases. And then you share the floor in the end. And another thing we learned is when you're talking to your spouse or significant other and you're having an argument, it's not you're doing this, you, you, you. You want to say, I feel like I'm not being heard because. I feel like this because. I'm having a hard time. Like, 
It's all, you know, I, it's I, how your feelings, how you were hurt, whatever. Because if you're like, if you're you, 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 you're, you're so accusatory that the other person kind of shut down. So that was one thing that, that really helped me is because I used to always be like, this is your fault. You're the reason why I'm like this. And that's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that was, it was one always thing. another thing. Um, another, another, now granted, I gave her plenty of stuff to be pissed off yeah. about. Another thing that has worked for us, like I said, is, is the writing, writing it down. Um, I'm in a second. <laughs> I'm a kid. Um, but, um, writing it down when I feel like I have, like I've capped out, like I have let it fester too long or I have tried and I just feel like he's not listening to me and I'm just going to explode with it. I just need to write it down because at that point. And sometimes write it down twice. I might write it down with a bunch of cuss words in it and then wad it up in third way just to get it off my chest and out of my head. And then I'll write a little bit more constructive to him and, and be like, okay, this is my problem right now. And so that's really helped our communication. So what's writing everything down and, and brain dumping like that is a great way to get it out of, out of your head, right? Um, do, and doing that, the other person's never meant to read what you write down. Um, I mean, we've both written down stuff and crumpled it up and like stuffed it down into the bottom of the trash bag so that way the other person will never ever find it because the other person's never ever meant to, to read read that. It's just dumping out all that emotion and garbage and getting it on paper and then throwing it away and disposing of it and then going back and, and maybe rewriting again something that's more constructive so that way when you go and talk to the person, you can have a constructive conversation with them that is meant to build up the relationship uh, instead of doing things to destroy the relationship. Yeah. Um, One thing though that Michael and I had decided earlier in our marriage, after I had left and, and stayed with my parents, was that we were not going to get a divorce. It was not no. in the cards. God, God brought us together. We got married, and and that's what we're going to do. Um, the D word is not an option. Yeah, and um, so that too kind of helped. People, a lot of days, go into a marriage knowing that they have an out. It's just so easy to go to the courthouse and file for a divorce. I heard somebody the other day talking about their daughter's first marriage. Oh, my daughter just married her first husband. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you expect, like, oh, well, she's it's a practice run. It's a, it's a, it's a first fixer-upper, and she'll get rid of it in a few years and find something new. Yeah, and so, it's, so you know, that's, a, that's another big thing is you can't go into a marriage or even just a relationship as, as you know, it, it you know, I mean, I know a lot of people these days think of the relationship being having fun and this and that and the other. And, you know, you're going to get hurt so bad doing that. And if that's your thing, that's fine. But really, if you're looking to marry, you want to go into a relationship with the goal to get married. And you want to go into a marriage with the goal to stay married, to grow old together, to have kids together, to have grandkids and great grandkids. And, and like today, Michael... Um, grandmother is 82 years old. Yep, today's her 82nd birthday, and, so happy birthday, Nona. And our kids get to spend, got to go and see her today and spend time with her. And, you know, and, and that's that's great for us to be able to do that and for her to be able to know that she has a grandson that is married and has kids and, and do that. Now, I'm not saying not don't ever get divorced. There are times when a divorce should be necessary. Um, but, but, you know, like cheating and, and that kind of stuff. But, you cannot go. In, you cannot go into a marriage with an out. There's no out 
in marriage. A divorce is not an out. Divorce is a nightmare. That's what divorce is. So, and I say that, not that we've been divorced, but I have been through his divorce. He's been married one more time for his first time. I'm my fixer upper. Yeah. And, and so we've been through divorce. We've been through divorce with family and friends. And and, it's always and ugly. Yes. It's super, divorce is a night. You do not want to go through a divorce. So don't go into a marriage with an out. That's not, that's not what a marriage is for. And, you know, find a way that works for you and, and your spouse. Uh, it might not be writing it down. Uh, it might be communicating it with the speaker listener technique. It, it might be needing a counselor. Counseling is great. I think counseling is great. A relationship coach, something to help you understand how to get your point across in a healthy manner. Anytime a guy says, hey, I'm getting married. Do you have any advice for me? Uh, I always tell him if the relationship's rough, go seek counseling. Mm -hmm. If the relationship is great, go seek counseling. Either way, go seek counseling. If you've never been to a counselor in your, in your marriage, uh, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's a great tool to use. Yeah, and I know that this is said a lot. And there's a lot of memes with this. Like, marriage is not 50-50. It's 100-100. Sometimes it's 120 for one and 80 for the other. Sometimes it's 150 for one and 50 for the other. Sometimes it's all in one person's basket and none for the other. I know that there's been times where I've been really sick and in the hospital. I spent a week in the hospital when Abigail was 18 months old. That It was all him. He had to work. He had to take care of Abigail. He had to cook. Thank God for my parents. Yeah. yeah. They, luckily, we have family that support helps support us in those situations. But I was in the hospital for five days. And so I, you know, I wasn't, I couldn't do anything. Um, or when you were pregnant with Abigail and spent weeks bedridden and sick. Yeah. Or, you know, the time I spent two days in the hospital with Walt. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, there's just been things like that right now in our stage of life. We're in a place where he's gone three days a week. Um, he's having to work, and and he's gone Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So, as yeah, far I work as like our, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and yeah, I work Saturday and, evening. And so and so, you know, it's it's really hard. Our marriage is is not that we're we're seeing a problem with it. It's no, we're it's just it where work. we're at right now. But you know, but everything at home is on on just pretty much a hundred a hundred percent of what's taken care of around the house right now. Is taken care of by Jess, yeah, just I mean, simply I mean. because I'm not home. And when I am home, I'm I'm tired and I want to spend that time playing with the kids or spending time with Jess. Mm. Um, so if there's dirty dishes, I I'm not complaining. I I I I'll come home just be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get this clean. I'm sorry, I didn't do that today, or I didn't do that, or I didn't get dinner cooked tonight. I'm sorry. I don't care. Are my kids happy? Is my wife happy? That's what I care about. Mm. Yeah. So um, we just, you know, it's it's. It's, there are stages of life. Not everybody's going to have the honeymoon stage your entire marriage. The first five years of your marriage, um, the first year is normally the best part, generally, depending on how long your honeymoon stage lasts. But then after that, until like year five or seven, it's hard. It's hard figuring each other out. Even if you lived together before, there are certain things that, oh, that's so cute about him. It's mm -hmm. not cute after you marry him. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Once you hit like year seven, year ten, you kind of reach this this I guess peak, this plateau that you're like, you know, I'm in this for the long haul. Another thing is you got to stay true to yourself. You can't become just a wife. You can't become just a mother. You can't become just a husband. 
you got to do your own thing still um, because if you don't, you lose yourself in the marriage. And then when your kids are out of the house or, or something happens, you're like, I don't have a relationship. You see people that have been married for 20 or 25 years and all of a sudden, you know, their kids have been in college for a few years, have been out of the house for a few years, and all of a sudden they get divorced. Well, I just didn't love anymore. She just, you know, she just didn't have any interest in me anymore. She cheated on me. He cheated on me, whatever. It's like, how does that happen after 25 years? Well, because you spend all your time running to football games and soccer games and this dance practice and that, and you don't spend any time together and you don't date and you spend all your time focused on the kids, or you don't spend time as an individual. You don't, um, for a while, I was going running every Friday night, and Jess started kind of getting mad at me. She's like, look, dude, you work all week long, and then you're going to go out running on Friday night and drink beer and come home at midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning? Like, that's not that's not going to work for me. And I pretty much said, well, tough luck. That's what's going to happen. I, I do all this other stuff. I get one day a week where, where I get some time for myself to just be Mike uh, instead of being a husband, instead of being a father, instead of being an employee or a manager. Uh, I just get to be me. Um, and she said, well, when do I get my time? Whenever you pick. Well, what day am I supposed to pick? It's not my problem. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> but it's not. Somebody's got to be here to take care of It's kids. not my problem. What And by what I mean by that is you say, hey, I'm going out Thursday night. I'm, I'm going out with some girls from church or I'm doing this. And it's healthy stuff. If you're going out to the bar and doing that kind of shit, then that's, and you're that's married, not healthy. And you're going to the bar without your yeah. wife, that's the road if you, you don't If you're take. going and doing single shit as a married person, that's that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is going and getting with your girlfriends and, and doing some craft stuff together, or spending an evening watching a movie, or doing whatever, doing uh, drinking wine and paint. What's they called? Uh, the paint and sip. Paint and sip. Yeah, going to doing something like that or going running or going joining a bowling league or doing jujitsu or something for yourself. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up, though. That's a different topic. We, we're going to cover that topic. We on how, how but that's how we avoid fighting. Well, yeah, it, it helps. We, we fight less when we're taking care it of help, ourselves Well, because, yeah, it helps you regenerate yourself. But, but, yeah, but those are just some things to help, you know, help yourself oh, better your marriage. one more thing. Uh, like when she's losing her mind, wanting to be angry, and I'm wanting to shut down, uh, the conversation's not being productive. So I'll just say, hey, uh, let's stop talking about this for a little while because we're just arguing and fighting. We're not doing anything that's any good. Uh, let's talk about this again in an hour or come back to me when you've calmed down or I'll come back to you when I've calmed down or we can talk about it tonight after we put the kids to bed. And we just put the conversation to the side and we move on about our day. Yeah, yeah we try not to go to bed angry. So, doesn't always happen, but for the most part, we try not to go to bed angry with each other. So that there's that as well. But um, we're we're kind of running in on the end of our 30 minute time, guys. So we're gonna cut it cut it off here. If you have any questions, post them in the comments. Listen listen to our last week's episode again. It's on Spotify and Anchor FM. We've shared it on Facebook. We'll probably share it again this week. Um, Go see a counselor, use a speaker listener technique, respect the other person, demand time for yourself. And you're in it for the long haul. You're in it to win it. There's no out. Nope. If you need to talk more to either me or Michael, you are more than welcome to hit us up. Yep. We're Reach out. Yeah. So we're going to say goodnight, guys. we got kids crying in the other room. So we'll we got to go beat them relentlessly. <laughs> I mean, snuggle with them until they fall asleep and then try to sneak out of the room. All right. Good night, y'all. Good night.